It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 11th, 2020. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk all about the Magic's win over the Atlanta Hawks, a shootout victory. Yes, the Magic actually scoring some points for a change uh, as they defeat the Atlanta Hawks 136-125. to 125. We'll talk about uh, all the ins and outs of that game as the Magic head closer and closer to the All-Star break with a much-needed victory. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the Atlanta Hawks perspective on Monday's win? Check out Locked On Hawks. Want to look ahead to Wednesday's game against Detroit Pistons? Check out Locked On Pistons. No matter what team you're looking for, no matter what team you're interested in, no matter kind of what perspective you're looking for, you can find a Locked On podcast for you. Just, just search for whichever team you're looking for, uh, Locked On and the team you're looking for, wherever you download podcasts today. Plus, we've got great national podcasts, Locked On NBA, the Locked On Fantasy Basketball, Rejecting the Screen, and the Duncan and Hollinger NBA Show. No matter if it's the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, NHL, or College 2, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Search for Locked On and the team you're looking for wherever you download podcasts today, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. When you're playing a team like the Atlanta Hawks, you always seem to be maybe holding on and, and waiting for that other shoe to drop. You know, for, for better or for worse right now, the Hawks are... An interesting team because they have a, a, what seems like at least at this point, a true difference maker in Trey Young. Someone who warps defenses and, and, and demands your attention at all times. 
They may not necessarily have the talent around him or the defensive consistency to pick up wins, but the Hawks remain an incredibly dangerous team. Still young, still very, very young, no pun intended, but uh, an incredibly dangerous team that, that demands your attention defensively. The Magic are a good defensive team, for the most part, um, statistically at least. Uh, and they certainly had to break some rules or change some things up because Trey Young just does so much to a defense. But the good news is for teams going up against the Atlanta Hawks is if you execute, if you move the ball, if you attack the glass, if you attack the basket, you can score easily against this Hawks team. And that might have been the biggest medicine the Magic needed. Forget about Trey Young. Forget about, you know, knowing that that's in their back pocket. This game became all about the Magic shooting and the Magic's ability to find shots. Now, would the Magic have won this game if the Hawks didn't just come off a double overtime game on Sunday? Certainly, I think their defensive effort left something to be desired. A lot of interior passes, a lot of uh, a lot of dribble penetration uh, from players besides Trey Young. I thought the Magic actually did a very good job on Trey Young throughout the game, but overall, the Hawks were able to get a lot of what they wanted and dictate a lot of terms for the Magic's defense. But it didn't really matter with the way the Magic shot the ball. And unlike previous games where the Magic maybe fell into this trap, actually, the previous two games against the Hawks, to be exact, the Magic fell into this trap of knowing that they could score at will and, and, and perhaps relying too much on their offense, this time the offense delivered. Orlando shoots a very high percentage from the floor. They shoot 52.6% from the floor, 50 for 95. They make a season-high 18 three-pointers a game after they struggled so much from beyond the arc. They get 14 offensive rebounds leading to 22 second-chance points. The Magic get 33 assists off those 50 field goal makes. It was not merely that Orlando made shots. It was Orlando moved the ball. It was Orlando got second-chance opportunities. Orlando outworked Atlanta to squeeze out extra possessions, to squeeze out extra opportunities. And with the way the Magic were shooting, that was enough. The Magic certainly looked like they could run away with this game early on, taking, I believe it was as much as a 10-point lead, but the Hawks came back. The Magic's bench really unable to hold on to the lead early on, and the Hawks found their rhythm and found their groove, and, and their, their bench just kept coming at them. The Hawks were the ones that were in control for much of the first half for the rest of the way then. And the Magic had to kind of scratch and claw their way back to stay in the game. And they trailed by seven at one point in the third quarter. But the Hawks' defense was never quite sustainable. And as long as Orlando stayed committed and kept moving the ball, the rhythm started to flow. That's again, that's not something we've really talked, really seen much from the Magic this year. Orlando started to kind of pick up its pace. And we saw the team play exactly how they intend to play. The ball whipping around the perimeter, finding the open man, and yes, just frankly, just making shots. I, I wish, I some, you know, you sometimes wish there were more complicated explanations for things. The Magic just needed to make shots, and they finally did, and they finally did at a pretty substantial rate. Orlando got a lot of good play from a lot of their key players. Nikola Vucevic had a strong game. Aaron Gordon had a strong game. 
Markel Fultz a strong game. Terrence Ross a strong game. Four players with 20 points or more. First time Magic have had that since uh, that comeback went over Memphis last March. All the pieces then seem to just fall into place and seem to fit together in a way offensively that they haven't all year. The fourth quarter was a master class offensively. I, I, I really think so. Um, Orlando took control of the game and held off Atlanta the rest of the way. Whenever the Magic needed a big play or a big shot, they found it. Whether it was James Ennis getting a steal and a run-out dunk or uh, or a player you know getting an offensive rebound off a back tap that set up another three-pointer. Big play after big play to close this game out. To take the lead, to stake the lead, and then just to hold on. Sometimes that's what the game calls for. Sometimes it's not about getting the key stop. It's extending the key possession. It's kind of breaking the back and and just holding on however you can. The Magic held on, and the Magic earned a really nice win, an important win. Not a perfect win, mind you. Not a perfect win at all. But a win nonetheless. The Magic certainly, certainly can take some pride in that. They defeat the Atlanta Hawks 136, 135, a season high 135 points, to 126 at the Amway Center. They'll ba- they're back in action, of course, on Wednesday against the Detroit Pistons. playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date locked on nba available on youtube and wherever you get podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Let's run through the final box score for you real fast. Again, just a really uh, solid offensive game. A lot to talk about on that. And uh, Nikola Vucevic is the place you got to start. 24 points, 10 for 15 shooting, 4 for 6 from beyond the arc, 9 rebounds, 9 assists. He scored 20 points in the second half alone. Uh, this was, you know, uh, I, you know, know, I've talked to a few fans, you know, certainly there's fans who are critical of Nikola Vucevic, and and some of it is certainly justified. And there are certain there are fans who are you know actually very supportive of Vucevic, and and, and not just me. Um, but Vucevic on on Saturday, it, really the big issue with him in that game was he he missed shots, and and you can't have your star players missing as many open shots as he had, missed seven wide open three pointers. That did not happen again this time. Vucevic got open threes and he made them. But what really made Vucevic's game was was how he worked the, the high and, and low post. He was able to get into the lane, able to get get into a shot there, um, and, and really just work the, the Hawks wherever they let him work. And, and again, uh, it, was, it was really that kind of play. But what was really impressive about Vucevic's game was, was his passing. Um, he did a really good job setting others up, working the high post, 
you know, where players were cutting around him. And I think that was a real big key in this game is, is how the Magic just had a lot more movement. When they struggled offensively in the first half, when they struggled offensively in the first half, it was largely, I think, because they were stagnant. They were trying to set up Vucevic in the post. They were trying to set up specific matchups rather than playing with kind of a, a general flow offensively. And when they kind of stopped doing that, when they started to just kind of move and cut off of Vucevic a lot more or just flow within the offense, that the, everything unlocked. I mean, it was, it was a really night and day. And it's, you know, I, I think that that's one thing that this Magic team has to do a much better job of, and it's something I think Clifford has hinted out. Hinted at is is it's got to be less about you know seeking out and and exploiting specific matchups in the post or isolations. I mean, I think any possession that ends that way that's that's not the way this Magic team has to play. What they need to do is they need to cut and move. They need to keep the ball moving quickly. Whenever it sticks, whenever it stops, even for a, a split second without setting up the next action. That's when the defense like such shuts them down because they don't have the players to keep moving. And Vucevic is such a big part of that because as a center, as one of the best passing centers in the league, the Magic do have an advantage and they can run a lot of stuff around them. I mean, I've always believed that this Magic team should run a lot more motion sets, that the Magic should rely more on their cutting because, A, that's what Aaron Gordon's the best at. Aaron Gordon is one of the best slashers in the league and, and the Magic just don't use him that way. Um... Yeah, Evan Fournay, also a very good cutter if you give him the chance. Terrence Ross is a fantastic cutter if you set him up the right way. Um, and, and I think that that was how the Magic really played in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter. They got the ball moving, um, they, they kept the ball moving, and, and they, they never let the defense really get set. And I think that is such a huge thing for the Magic. And Vucevic is a big part of that, and, and the stats bear that out. I mean, I mean, the Magic don't win this game without Nikola Vucevic making the three-pointers, obviously making four three-pointers. But they don't win this game without without Vucevic kind of setting everyone up and, and, and kind of getting everyone in the right spot. I mean, I, I know I talked uh, yesterday uh, after Saturday's game about how the Magic need their leaders, their, their best players to play at a higher level. They need those guys to not just lead by word, but lead by action and, 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 to, and to put up kind of the statistics that match you know, match the, the 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 call of the moment, and especially against better teams, especially, you know, when we get into the playoffs, it is about whether your best players can make plays, whether your best players can can bring you up with the rest of the team. And I think that's something that the Magic struggle with, and I think that's why, you know, we all kind of see that, that as constructed, the Magic's roster is not really playoff ready. They don't have a guy that can make plays out of nothing or can make plays um, when the defense really has you, has you figured out. Um, this game, you know, again, the Hawks' defense isn't anything to look past, look look at much. But um, Vucevic, I thought, did a good job lifting the team up. I felt like he did a good job, kind of um, not guiding the, but 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 carrying the team a little bit and, and bringing the energy up to, to to where it needed to be to win the game and, and doing whatever was needed to win the game. Um, this was a really strong Nikola Vucevic performance. Second half, probably the best, his best half of basketball. I, I would, I would venture to guess all year, certainly in, in a long while, for this team, um, and one they desperately needed in this game. Aaron Gordon, the same deal: twenty-six points, ten for twenty shooting, six offensive rebounds, nine rebounds total, four assists, two for three from beyond the arc. Uh, I, I often tell everyone um, that that with Aaron Gordon. You know, the more you see him dribble around and isolate and do all that stuff, that that's that's not his game. And 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 the Magic kind of pigeonhole him there. And I think Gordon does to a certain extent too. 
But where when, when when the ball finds Gordon, that means the the, the team's offense is working. Uh, uh, Gordon, you know, Gordon finds his shots when the offense is working, and the ball will find him. It's it's I, I really believe that, and I thought Gordon did a good job manufacturing energy in this game. Again, six offensive rebounds really says a lot. He was attacking the glass. You know, he he said it himself that. He wanted to kind of get back to what got him into this league, and that's that's kind of his his you know grimy you know gritty play. Um, he is a you know he is not a shooter. He is not necessarily a scorer. He is a grinder in uh, a sense of a lot of that work. Um, he is there to to create to um, you know to to hit open threes when they're there, but he's there to be an athlete to take up space to to really attack the glass. and And I thought he did a good job of that. You know, he missed shots, he stayed with them. And got offensive rebounds and got putbacks. And, you know, I'd venture to guess that, you know, of those six offensive rebounds, you know, he probably scored on four of them uh, and probably got offensive, multiple offensive rebounds on at least two possessions. So um, it was a really good effort from Aaron Gordon. Um, you know, really focused in. Um, you know, his shot was really working well. And, and, and I think Gordon had a lot to be happy about in this game. Again, less dribbling, less pull-ups, but um, just a really just solid effort overall. Evan Fournier, 22 points, 9 for 17, shooting 3 for 8 from beyond the arc. Pretty standard game from him. Terrence Ross, 21 points, 5 for 10, shooting 8 for 17 from the floor. 5 for 10 from beyond the arc, excuse me. Uh, three turnovers, but Ross was really the first one to get the three-point shot going. Uh, really kept the team afloat in that second quarter, especially as, he, as the second unit struggled. Um, and then just began to pace the team really well throughout the game. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, for some reason, was going under screens. Uh, we've seen a lot of teams blitz um, and and go and make sure they get well over uh, screens with Ross to, to kind of limit his production. Atlanta did not do that. Ross made them pay. So it's a good read of the defense on his part. Um, Markel Fultz, I thought, also had a really nice game. 13 points, 5 for 9 shooting, 8 assists, 3 steals. Um, early on especially, uh, Fultz made his first 4 shots. So he was you know 1 for 5 the rest of the way. And that 1 was a 3-pointer in the in the 4th quarter. Um, but early on, especially, I thought Fultz did a really good job establishing a physical tone. Um, I thought that he, he, you know, he literally was driving into the lane and and moving guys out of the way. There was one possession where he drove the lane, drove right at Dwayne Dedman, and, and literally pushed him out of the way. And again, it's not a foul. It wasn't a foul push. It was, you know, gets his shoulder and his body into into Dedman and just. You know, send him back a few a few yards. It was just you know, kind of in, you know, good contact, good solid contact, and then and that gave Fultz the space to finish. And and he had a few of those early on in the game, and then the rest of the game, the Hawks were you know cognizant of him, and he made them pay by by becoming a dangerous passer. And he made some incredible passes in this game, including a really nice break of the press late that that iced the game. Um, he had a, a really nice pass, I think, off the opening possession, uh, where he where he found Aaron Gordon for an easy basket. It. It was it was Markel Fultz was dialed in, and I would honestly say even defensively, I thought that he was pretty dialed in too. I, Trey Young still got Trey Young numbers. Um, you know, he ended up shooting twenty nine. He's twenty nine points, seven for nineteen, shooting three for eleven from beyond the arc, nine assists, four turnovers. Um, I, I felt like you know Fultz fouled him a few times on jump shots, but overall really disciplined, stayed down on him, stayed attached to his hip, made. His three-pointers difficult, made him extend further and further out. He hit, you know, Young hit a three from the L on ORL. But you can, you know, honestly, as long as those are contested, you can live with those because, you know, that that's a really difficult shot. That's not a shot he's going to make. You know, maybe he'll make one of every four of those. 
Um, you know, so if he's take if he feels like he has to take those shots, you've done something good defensively. Um, I did, you know, Fultz. You know, when Young got in the lane, when Young got p- past him, you know, that's where that's where Young got a lot of his fouls. You know, I thought, but I thought Fultz did the best job of any player on Young. You know, came down to the fourth quarter, Young was starting to get going. The Magic did switch their defense up a little bit on him, uh, trying to trap him and trying to get the ball out of his hands. Um, again, generally did a very good job of that. I mean, you know, I think their their defensive rotations weren't crisp or clean. Uh, at all throughout much of the night, but again, they did enough. They forced some turnovers, and and they and they got things going in the right direction. Finally, the last player I want to make sure I mention: James Ennis to makes his debut for the Orlando Magic. Six points, two for five shooting, missed both of his three pointers, two for four, five rebounds, including three offensive rebounds. Um, really, you know, honestly, a really solid debut for James Ennis. Uh, I felt I, I thought you know, Coach Steve Clifford said after the game that. Ennis didn't have all the plays. You know, they were running a very limited offense when he was in there. Um, But really the key for Ennis, especially as he gets used to this team, is to find energy, to to, to provide energy to the group, to to make sure that he's, you know, not necessarily in the right spots or not necessarily, you know, doing X, Y, and Z, but more that he is, uh, you know, making an impact through, not necessarily attention to detail, but but just making an impact through his through his energy and his defense, and and he did that. Um, you know, he he was in the right spots defensively for the most part. He got a couple, he got a steal. He you know got a run out. You know, he flew to the basket. He was willing to move the ball. You know, when the shots came to him, he shot the ball. You know, he drove when he was supposed to drive. Um, it was you know just a generally a very good performance for him. And I think you know this this is the kind of game that you're going to expect from James Ennis. I mean, he looked like maybe not comfortable, but he looked like. You know he could fit in the role that the Magic have envisioned for him, and again, you know they'll figure out how to use him better. He'll figure out where he's where he stands and where he needs to be more often than not. But an overall really nice debut for James Ennis. Um, you know he made an impact in this game. I mean he looked like he deserved to be on the floor and looked like that that he kind of understood where he needed to be. Again, the Magic shoot fifty two point six percent from the floor, eighteen for thirty eight from beyond the arc, a season high. 18 made three-pointers. The Magic get 14 offensive rebounds leading to 22 second-chance points. Turn the ball over just 10 times. Record 14 stocks, 9 steals, and 5 blocks. The Hawks shoot 47, shoot 53.4% from the floor. So again, Magic's defense definitely had a lot to clean up. Gave up a lot of open three-pointers. Gave up a lot, you know, kind of dug into the paint too much to try and stop Trey Young. Um, you know, just got, just got warped a little bit. Um, but Orlando was able to force turnovers and, get, and make plays that they needed to do to, to close the game out. Uh, the Hawks only four offensive rebounds, for instance. They shoot 16 for 37 from beyond the arcs. So again, they made their threes too. Um, the difference in the game really came down to rebounding. Orlando got a lot more offensive rebounds and a little bit to turnovers. Uh, the Hawks turned the ball over 12 times, leading to 18 Orlando points. Magic just 11 times for 14 Atlanta points. Magic win the fast break points 17 to 12. Second chance points 22 to 8. So Magic still have to clean up their defense a little bit. Not a great defensive game against a team that is you know, better offensively than maybe their numbers show, but but not a great offensive team that just have a really good offensive player in Trey Young. Um, but overall, Orlando gets the job done and, and secures the victory. The Orlando Magic defeat the Atlanta Hawks 135-126. to 126.
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Magic is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Magic fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives you gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. In my opinion, the best podcast listeners. If your company... Uh, wants to connect with Magic fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising We look forward to hearing from you. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. It's usually after these games, you know, I'm, you know, I, you, you probably listen to me enough to know that, that, you know, I look at each game and, and I, I, I try to fit it into the, the bigger puzzle of the season. You know, I, I try to use, you know, we, we, I talk very much in detail about what happened in each game, uh, but usually after, after talking about the kind of the, 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 mac, the micro scale of each game, I, I like to step back and, and look at the macro you know where this fits into the season. What what storylines are we following? What 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 does this say about where this Magic team is at? And you know, so many of the Magic's problems this year. And I think even Stephen Cliff, Steve Clifford. I said Stephen. I'm sorry. I, I I think even Steve Clifford has said it this simply. I know Jeff Turner on the Magic's broadcast has said it this simply. That the narrative of this season is quite simply the Magic have not been able to hit shots. Um, it, there really is nothing profound to say about how this season has gone and and what is at the root of the problem. You know, we, we could talk you know more in detail about offensive execution and offensive design, and I think there's a lot to say about that. Um, I, I don't think that Steve Clifford has optimized this team. Um, I, I, I know I think you know he said he said on several occasions that the problem with the Magic isn't necessarily that they execute the plays poorly. They, they run through the plays. It's making the play. It's, it's kind of the improvisational aspect of basketball that this group has struggled with. And frankly, that shouldn't be so surprising. This is a team that doesn't have a star player. You know, their stars, Nikola Vucevic. And, you know, for whatever reason, the Magic are not using him in the low post as often as they did last year. And 
you know, maybe that's because that's not as an efficient shot. It used, Vucevic was certainly a high-efficiency player relatively in that spot last year or the Magic one to try and do different things. And, you know, we've got injuries and, and all this stuff that, that have kind of combined to put the Magic in a difficult spot where they're, they're not, they're, they're just simply not playing offense at a high level. You know, and no one expected the Magic's offense to be one of the best offenses. No one expected this team to average 115, 120 points per game. You know, I think I think at its best, everyone hoped the Magic would be a top half of the league offense. Certainly above the top 20. Somewhere in the, that 16 to 20 range, I think, is where, you know, everyone hoped the Magic would be offensively. And certainly, Orlando's not that. You know, they're the... 27th, 26th best offense in the league. They are playing at a seemingly frustratingly slow pace. And so, you know, all that stuff is important and, and there's a lot to break down there. And, I, you know, I, I, I think I wrote last week about how the Magic's pace, uh, are, they're not playing at the pace that they want to play at in any definition of that word. But at the end of the day, you know, none of that matters because... They were missing shots, missing open shots, and 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 no one could solve that problem. Honestly, the Magic played no better on Monday than they did Saturday against the Milwaukee Bucks. Their defense was probably honestly a little bit better Saturday. They probably played better Saturday, to be perfectly honest, except for a few key stretches. But the difference in the game was quite simply. Saturday, the Magic missed open shots. Monday, the Magic made open shots. Perhaps the, the real question then that, you know, that, that, we has, that has to be asked is, you know, the Magic are getting open shots, it seems, no matter what. It's the quality and the rhythm that seems to matter more. And perhaps that's where pace really does play a factor. Perhaps that's really where the team playing, you know, through motion, through passing, matters a whole lot more. There were possessions early on in this game where the Magic looked to be the poor offensive team that, that they were and looked like they were going to fall into the same trap that cost them the December game against the Hawks. You know, despite a strong start, Orlando started to slow to a crawl, started to use their offense and mainly to set up isolations and set up post-ups and things did not flow naturally into the next action. Something the Magic worked on after that game, loss of the Bucks was passing to try and have cleaner passing, passing on time and on target to kind of keep the ball moving, to keep the team moving. A player like Aaron Gordon, like I said, when the offense works, the ball finds him. I think you can point to a lot point to a lot of Aaron Gordon's struggles coming from the lack of precise ball movement. And there's no way for me to track this. I, 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 you know, I can probably show you clips. I could probably show you some video to show you exactly what I mean, but I don't have a number or stat to tell you exactly what's wrong other than to say the Magic are missing shots. And why they're missing shots is partially because they don't have good shooters. Partially just bad luck and partially the rhythm of the offense. But what was impressive about what the Magic did Monday night was that they found this rhythm. That for 
an entire half, let's say, for the entire second half, the ball moved freely and to the right person. On time and on target. It found who it needed to find. And the Magic made the shots. And when they didn't make the shots, they didn't give up on the play. As I, I think Jeff Turner mentioned this during the broadcast on Monday. The Magic shooting has been so bad and so inconsistent that it has indeed drained some of the energy and focus defensively. It's impossible for it not to. These are human beings and human beings want to see the ball go in the basket. That is, that is part of this game. It is hard to be a great defensive team when you're struggling to shoot or just frustrated in general. And honestly, that's what this season has been, frustration. The question has never been about effort. The Magic play hard. The question has just been about, frankly, just execution. Execution and, and finishing plays with a made basket. So I have no profound answer to why Monday was better than Saturday other than to say the Magic made baskets. Did they move the ball more effectively? Yes. Did the ball work inside out better? Yes. Did the Magic take advantage of a weaker opponent and attack, and attack the offensive glass with a little bit more gusto and energy? That part was certainly different. It's certainly why the Magic ultimately won this game. That, and the Magic just made shots. It's amazing how much better you look when you do that simple act. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This has been Philip Ross from Wright. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.